0: Time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. Well, we have a crucial show on the way today. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Glenn is a registered financial consultant, and we're going to need your guidance on today's show. Glenn, you ready to go?
1: Absolutely, Walter. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> You're always ready. Um, we're going to talk about avoiding critical estate planning mistakes. On today's show, really, really important stuff. If you've ever desired to leave a legacy or want to make sure that uh, your estate plan is handled appropriately and effectively, uh, we're going to walk through some of the mistakes that we've seen people make in the past, or they've come into Glenn's office with these kinds of mistakes about to happen and they've been able to get them fixed, you know, when they finally got some proper guidance. Uh, And there are some, we'll acknowledge this out of the gate, Glenn. In fact, we talked about this a few episodes ago. There are some folks that when it comes to this whole topic, legacy and uh, estate planning, leaving a financial legacy, uh, it's not really a big deal for them. They don't care. They're not interested. Maybe some of this doesn't apply to them. And that's all right. Today's episode is about those who it does apply to and how important it is for you to not make some of these critical estate planning mistakes. So if that's you, listen up on today's show because we've got a lot to dive into. First on the list here, Glenn, is uh, you know a big mistake people make is failing to plan for expenses that can be foreseen, especially healthcare. In other words, this is one of the big things that can wipe away an estate plan before it ever has the chance to do what you designed it to do.
1: Well that's right Walter. We talk about when we start meeting with folks and and start designing, you know, plans and whatnot. Certainly, you know, healthcare, long-term care, those types of things are in the realm of where big expenses can come from and they can gobble up a lot of a nest egg, you know, and more often than not there are things that can be planned for. Now you might not know exactly what might come along in terms of a sickness or you know or an ailment or the need to go to long term care or anything like that but you can certainly realize that the risks are higher as you get older right when we go through life we know that the, you know, the, the vast majority of, of medical care and, you know, and, and that type of thing happens when in the very, very early years when the little babies, you know, little children, they have a lot of uh, medical expenses and then you go through a, a long time, you know, in terms of your, you know, when you're, you know, young adults and your adulthood and you don't, you know, just have kind of normal checkups, you know, for the vast majority of folks and then when you get into the retirement years and you get to older ages, again, now all of a sudden things can start to surface. And, and folks realize that you know, intellectually, but sometimes they, they don't really plan for that and they don't, they don't you know, say, well, we kind of just put that off and, and, and don't address it. Well, that's one of those things that can come back and bite you. So we want to make sure that you, know, you plan for it because you know that the chances are much greater when you're going into those years of life. And it's just a, a reality that we all know and, and it's important to face those realities. Good point there,
0: Glenn. So yeah, fail to plan for expenses that can be foreseen, especially healthcare, something that can derail a lot of financial plans. Another item on the list would be failing to update beneficiary designations. This is such a simple thing. Usually it's the other way around, Glenn, right? It's easy to say these things, harder to execute them. This is one that's really not that difficult to execute.
1: Right, but but oftentimes folks ha, you know haven't done that. There are times when folks come in and they say, oh, you know, well, that's all taken care of, and then we explore a little bit, and it's like, oh, well. I don't really want to have that happen. I'd rather make sure that it goes here or there. Or sometimes you know somebody's had a divorce, you know, and they haven't made that change on the on the on the paperwork that basically, you know, changes things to the new spouse or you know, you want to make sure that things go to their kids or grandkids. And one of the big things is is folks will tell me, oh well, that's all taken care of because my will says this. And it's like, okay, well, your will says that. And, you know, and we obviously want to make sure that, you know, that your wills are up to date and, and, and everything is going that way. But let's assume for the moment that that's true. One thing that a lot of people don't realize is is that the will is is basically trumped by beneficiary forms. A beneficiary form is part of the contract that you have with an insurance company and or with an investment company that is holding your account and you have designated certain beneficiaries and that is something that you have that you've put there on that form. And so that is gonna take precedence over what a will says in terms of an account. Because a will can't say where an account's gonna go if there's a beneficiary form in place that says it's going to do this because the beneficiary form you know takes first priority over over what the will says and that's a big surprise to a lot of folks and and then when they, when they find that out it, I mean, it makes it pretty easy to say, oh well let's make sure that we update these, these forms but it's something that gets overlooked I mean you, you don't have to do too many Google searches to find where that mistake has been happened and, and folks have been accidentally disinherited and you, you know that's not something you want to see happen with for the people that you care about. Always
0: good points here on the show, Glenn. This one is going to be chock full of information. Uh, This particular episode, I know it. Another big estate planning mistake, failing to take steps to avoid conflict and potential litigation among heirs and family members. We've all heard the stories. We also all think it's not going to happen to us. Unfortunately, it happens to so many people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right, Walter, and it's just making those plans and making it clear and making sure the documents are updated. You know, you have everything in place and you've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. And, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, you start thinking about if there's any kind of a family dynamic that, you know, it's like if one person is going to receive this and another person's not, you know, that might create an issue. And so you might, you know, we, we've talked about this, you know, just recently in a, you know, in a, in a previous podcast, it's like start having some of those conversations beforehand so that folks really know what, you know, what your wishes are and what your will is. Oftentimes these these things come up, you know, after somebody has passed away and, and one ear says, well, you know, the deceased told me that you know, that, that they wanted this to happen. And then somebody else says, well, that's not what they told me. And if that kind of dynamic is there and the, and the paperwork is not, you know, and the documents are not quite clear or they haven't been done, then obviously now you've got some issues. And so you really want to kind of think about it. It's like, you know, Part of your legacy is, you know, what you leave and how you leave it. But ultimately, too, it's like, you know, if if you if you're aware of some dynamics that are in the family, you want to try to, you know, step in front of those and make sure that you're not leaving something that can be create, you know, th- that there's going to be problems and how it's going to be resolved. You know, when you have that, those conversations with clients and potential clients. You know, everybody always wants to, you know, to have everybody still be, you know, on speaking terms and then have the family dynamics, you know, going well. And unfortunately, sometimes it's seemingly that way all along the way. And then suddenly when, when somebody passes away and there's some surprises to some of the heirs, it creates distance and anger and frustration. And that's not what you want to have happen. But just because, you know, you passed away, you'd rather be able to leave a legacy that folks can enjoy your memory and that you can help them along the way with the things that you do leave them.
0: Sometimes, Glenn, people will try to skirt around the rules in some way, shape, or form, or at least maybe it's not even that. It's just uh, they try to be proactive, but it often will be a, a misstep in this particular case. And that would be people who say, you know what, well, I'm going to transfer some real estate that I have to my name while I'm still living instead of waiting to do it you know, after I pass away. Let me go ahead and address this issue now. Where does that run people uh, foul?
1: Well, Walter, first of all, when, when we start talking about that, you know, I mean, we have to think in terms of that there's financial planning and then there's also legal planning. And so obviously I'm not an attorney and so I can't give legal advice. But if you're wanting to do that type of planning, as particularly like you say, you're talking about like maybe a house or some real estate and whatnot. You know, I, I've seen these situations happen. You want to, you know, say number one, what are we trying to accomplish, and why are we doing this? Those are obviously very, very important questions to always ask before you start transferring ownership of things. But you know, one thing that you have to realize, in terms of at least in terms of the you know, the tax side of things, is is that it really matters on when somebody receives something. Uh, for instance, if if somebody is given a gift of a capital asset let's say it's a house or a piece of real estate and they're given that you know let's say that their parents are giving them that while the parent is still alive well the parent has what's called a tax basis or the amount of money that they put into that piece of property and so they own it at at a certain dollar amount and so if that piece of property is then given to somebody while that person's still alive then when they when they make that gift they are gifting not only the, that property but they're also gifting that tax basis or the the ownership value you know to that person that they're gifting it to and so for instance let's say that, that you have a piece of property that's worth $100,000 today but maybe it was ri- originally acquired 50 years ago and it was f- it was acquired at 15,000 well now there's a whole lot of gain that took place in there and so you know if you give that away you know and, you know while you're still alive and then you subsequently pass away. Well, that person that you've given it to, if they ever turn to, you know, and they go to sell that, they may well have that capital gain on all the value above that original $15,000 of the purchase price, you know, all the way up to whatever they sell it for. Whereas uh, on the other hand, if that is given at death and it was in a, it was inherited, what happens is in the tax code, at least as it is today, is what we, we would call a stepped up basis. And so that person then inherits the, that asset at the value that it is today. And so then they now own it at a much higher price. And so a lot of those potential taxes would literally, they they just go away because of how it was transferred and when it was transferred you know, versus just the fact of just transferring it. Some folks don't realize that there's a difference and it and it matters when and how things are transferred. So, you know, obviously you want to look at the financial implications and also the legal implications. There are sometimes reasons to do, you know, legal planning, you know, to maybe that it's still better to do that kind of transfer because of other expenses that might be coming. And that's a question for the attorney, but it's always a good thing to maybe, you know, have your attorney and also your financial advisor working together so that, you know, everybody's on the same page. And so that there's not surprises from on either side of that uh, transaction. Does that make sense, Walter?
0: Makes a lot of sense, Glenn. All of these certainly make sense once we get good explanations on them. That one's a tough one though, because again, people think that they're being clever, that they're making a good choice there, that they've got it all figured out. And uh, it is a big misstep that people make when it comes to their estate plans. So, got to be careful there. One other uh, example here to uh, put a bow on this conversation, Glenn, and that would be the big mistake in estate plans when people don't consider the tax implications of the estate. You knew we weren't. going to be able to get to the end of the show without diving into taxes some more, right?
1: (laughs) Well, that's right, Walter. And, you know, under under current tax law, you know, I mean, the, the, the estate tax, those thresholds are very, very high. I mean, there's millions and millions of dollars at this point. And for most people, that doesn't really come into play. But, things do come into play when we start talking about, you know, like let's say that you're passing on an IRA to somebody, right? Well, if you're passing on an IRA, that's not necessarily subject to estate tax. I mean, it can be if the estate's big enough. But ultimately, if you're passing on an IRA or 401k type of assets, in other words, pre-tax dollars, then those when the money comes out of those accounts, then it's going to be subject to income tax, on whose ever tax return, you know that that income has been distributed to, so that's something that you've got to be aware of when you're transferring that on. And you know, there's different implications. There's actually some legislation that, that's in Congress right now that could potentially, you know, impact you know folks in, in, in that in that regard. Uh, right now, that you know, there, if you were to inherit an IRA and you were not the the spouse of the original owner then ultimately there's, there's, a, there's a couple different ways that you could take the money out. The default method would be that you have to liquidate the entire account within five years. Or if you take certain steps and you dot the I's and cross the T's, you might be able to stretch that, those distributions out over your lifetime, possibly even another generation, if depending upon the ages and how much money is there, and be able to stretch those out with required minimum distributions. However, there is legislation that is on Capitol Hill right now that potentially may take that, that opportunity to have that stretch IRA that might go away. And so if that happens, it looks like it, it may, but we, you know, we don't have anything yet until it's signed into law. But it's working its way through Congress, and it looks like that that may well you know, no longer be the case, you know, and, you know, at some point here in the in the not too distant future, we stay tuned and we keep watching. So what's going to happen? Because it's obviously going to have impact on our clients. But, you know, you've got to be aware of it's like if you have money in accounts that is going to be taxed or at least is subject to taxation when it comes out you really need to be thinking about not only what are going to be the tax implications for your life, but if you think that there's going to be money left over and it's going to go to heirs, you know, what's going to be the implications there? Because, you know, you really want to make sure that, that the money goes to the people that you care about. And I, very few people are, in fact, nobody that I've ever talked to wants to accidentally send extra money to Washington in the form of taxation if they can avoid it. So that's something that we, you know, if, if you haven't really thought about that, or if you haven't done the planning, or if you haven't heard about the, the legislation that, that's pending in you know, in Congress, then it's probably something, you know, worth having a conversation. And you, of course, you can reach out to us and, you know, and, and schedule some time and we can start having that conversation.
0: So as we wrap up here, Glenn, can you just give me a quick peek behind the scenes of, you know, if I decide, yeah, estate planning is something I need some help on, it is a big part of my financial plan, or at least of my financial goals, I need to address this issue. What does that then look like when somebody comes in to meet with you to start talking about not only this part, but also the rest of the financial plan?
1: Well, I mean, Walter, that it's all interconnected, right? And so ultimately, we start with a conversation. You know, we, you know, we started thinking in terms of it's like, well, you know, tell me about your current plan. What are you currently doing? You know, how have you addressed this? You know, it comes down to have you, have you started income? Have you turned on your Social Security yet? You know, have you thought about, you know, how you want to, you know, it's like if there's money left over, you know, how would that be left? You know, what kind of assets do you have? I mean, there's a, there's a, a lot of things that we have conversation about. But the first thing is, is you know, let's let's understand who you are and what you really want and what you want your retirement to be like and then all those other pieces of the puzzle and the dollars and cents and the different types of accounts can all start to fall into place because the it's very easy to get caught up in the dollars and cents and all of the numbers but really you know all of the money that's there is there for you it's your retirement and it's the money that you saved and so you want really want to make sure that you're taking care of and, and you have the type of retirement you want and that that money in those accounts that you've been saving all these years for is there to serve you and and, and give you the retirement that you want. And then as we, you know, work our way through that discovery process and making sure that we put that plan together for you, you know, obviously we'll address the, you know, the state planning and, and all of that, you know, as we go. But, um, you know, it, it takes a little time, but it's certainly worth it because you really want to make sure that you are, you know, are doing the things that are going to serve you and the people you care about the best.
0: Well, if you need some help with these kinds of things when it comes to your financial plan, not just estate planning, but the broader financial and retirement plan as well, give Glenn a call at 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. You can also find Glenn online at greensbororetirement.com. That's Greensboro Retirement.com. Don't hesitate to ask if you have any questions at all, or if you want to set up time to meet, look for the free consultation button there at GreensboroRetirement.com. And Glenn will be happy to meet with you here in the near future. Glenn, enjoy the talk today. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon.
1: All right, Walter. Take care now. Right.
0: You do as well. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storhold. Thanks for taking some time out to join us. And we'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap.